This week on Transmissions from the Dark Side. A man with a past. His inner demons. A family on edge. Jerry? Enter if you dare. Welcome to Transmissions from the Dark Side, a look at every episode of Tales from the Dark Side, starting at zero, going to 98? Or 80, or <laughs> somewhere between 80 and 98. <laughs> That's right. I'm Matt Noss. Across from me is Jen Hansen. Hello, Matt. Hi, Jen. How are you? Good. Are we talking about what day it is? Yes, let's talk about what day okay. it is. All right. Uh, today is Halloween. That's correct. Mystique be damned. No matter when this show is <laughs> yeah. released. We'll release it next year on Halloween. <laughs> we really were prepared. Yeah. I, I want to get a tight 80 of these in the can before we launch this show. I want to make sure that the, the run is finished mm-hmm, mm-hmm. before I release any of these episodes. Yep, yep. No feedback. I just want this podcast in a vacuum. Yep. Well, you heard it correct. We are watching the 1980s anthology horror horror series, Tales from the Dark Side. That's right. And Which blew my mind last week when I discovered that George A. Romero was the creator of it. Right. So George A. Romero was the creator after after Creepshow. I read up a little bit this, this week. After Creepshow, um, he was approached to do a TV show, but they either didn't have the rights the the comic book company i think had the rights to the comic book portions of it of of the movie and of the the franchise creep show okay so they wanted to keep the idea of the anthology and telling those stories but make it um but but take the cartoon element out of it and not as brightly lit and not as brightly lit um and the first episode that we talked about last week trick-or-treat george romero made just as a standalone for halloween so that that episode actually came out one year before the episode we're going to talk about today. Holy shit. Yeah. So it, at that time, I don't even think it was a Tales from the Dark Side. It was just a standalone. Here's something spooky to watch on TV. And then when it was re-released, it was it was given that um, Tales the, from the Dark Side. Yeah. The, the intro, the title sequence and then the, the credits and lumped in with that. But it's it's a year older than anything else. So we didn't talk about it, I think, last week. But the credits to Tales of the Dark Side are pretty unforgettable. Mm hmm. Um, in fact, I said I wasn't going to play any media, and now I'm immediately going against <laughs> what I was going to say. Because if you've never heard these, this ship, number one, why are you listening? Right, right. <laughs> We're confused, just like you are. It's very distinctive, and it's something that, as a kid, you could be across the house, and you would hear those those tones starting up. It's kind of like hearing the Simpsons theme. You know, wherever you are in the house, it's like, oh, drop everything. I have this amount of time before the show starts. <laughs> That's true. I actually did that during my when watching this episode today. I was making dinner and I was like, oh, OK, uh, well, I'll start the episode because I know I have some time right. to get this into the microwave. So uh, this is as long as there's not a commercial that plays. And of course, 
instantly a commercial play because, of course, I'm streaming this off. Well, while you're getting that ready, I'll talk about uh, the episode we're going to talk about today is called A New Man. Technically, this is uh, season one, episode one. Okay. Uh, first aired September 30th, 1984. Like we said, a year after the pilot was uh, created as a one-off. Uh, to give you some historical perspective, The Cosby Show had just premiered the week before. Holy shit. Stephen King's Pet Cemetery had recently topped the bestsellers. And who's on the cover of Rolling Stone this week, Matt? 1984. I'm going to go Bruce Springsteen. Oh, so close. It was Huey Lewis. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Sorry, guys. Sorry about the ear. <laughs> so what I love about this intro is like during this part is when they're showing... Photo inverts. Photo negs. Photo negs. And then the episodes would begin. Oh my God. I love it so much. I'm so excited. Okay, so. All right, so uh, episode one A New Man. Uh, Guest starring Vic Tabak, 70s television staple, most famous for... Being Mel, the cook on Alice. (laughs) That's right. The moment I saw... I never knew his name is Vic Tabak. Right. Because I never... It was like, oh, it's Mel, the cook on Alice. (laughs) Uh, He also appeared in many episodes of Fantasy Island and The Love Boat. He also has the distinction of appearing in the first and last episodes of this series. No way. Yeah, yeah. He, he is the uh, he's the Mobius strip of this. That's exactly right. Yeah, this is all taking place in Vic Tabak's mind, the entire series. Let's posit that right now. Okay. Because as as part of the show, we always try to figure out what the uh, what the twist is, because there's always a twist in mm-hmm. these shows. And so we're saying right now, oh, what, I'll say it at the end. Okay. I'm going to make a prediction about the series at the end of this. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Um, uh, it was directed by Frank De Palma, who, uh, I really hoped was Brian De Palma's brother. (laughs) He is not. He did direct eight episodes, though, of this show and a sequel to Midnight Run called Midnight Runaround. (laughs) I did not not know that existed. There are all these Midnight Run, uh, uh, sequels. There's like four of them. Do, is, is Groden in No, no. Okay. Yeah. I was hoping like he would be in it. Yeah. All right. This episode is confounding. Yes. I I watched it and I I was looking for the twist. So I don't even know where to begin, Jen. So so the the wiki synopsis uh, is. uh, Okay. Yes. Is Alan Coombs, a bad-tempered recovering alcoholic, meets a young man named Jerry who claims to be his son. Coombs insists that he's never seen or met Jerry before, but Jerry says otherwise. Note, this episode is also is, is often considered the most confusing. Okay. It's the first episode of the series. <laughs> Off to 
a bang. Yes. So it opens in an office mm-hmm. with uh, Vic Tabak, a.k.a. Mel, the cook on Alice. As, Can we just call him Mel? Yeah, okay. Mel, instead of Alan, which is mm-hmm. his character's name. Mel is talking into a phone, and he might as well be saying the words business. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, business, 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 business. Mrs. Business, uh, business, business. Ah, uh, business. No, great. Hang on. <laughs> now, this office, let's talk about this office for a minute. So, it's your basic two room office, <laughs> two cubicle office. Two cubicle office, one phone line because his Alan's boss is yes. in the other room listening in on the phone call. And just drooling at, at how great this sale is going with yeah. uh, with with Alan, with Mel. Yes. And it, it is... So he hangs out... Mel hangs up the phone. Instantly, his partner is in the room going, let's drink to celebrate. And Mel is like, I'm sorry, my friend. I don't drink. To which the the guy, instead of being like, oh, cool, I'm sorry, goes, well, I guess I'm going to have to drink both. Did you think he was his partner or his boss? A partner, boss, I don't know. Okay. That, that was the hard part. Yeah. I, it became clear that he was the boss right. through like further dialogue. But but he is pushing this drink on Alan, which I, I would you would think that he would know it's not like there are a lot of other people in that office i would think the two of them would get to know each other pretty well there is no one else in this correct office. <laughs> so is... he is pushing that drink like he roofied it he yeah. is why don't you just drink pussy <laughs> I, I don't i don't drink anymore. uh well if you don't drink you're gonna have to watch me do two doubles right in front of you really awkwardly for 45 seconds of this episode. It really takes a long it time. Took so long for him to drink. He was like, Well, waste not. Want not. And then, so then, right immediately after drinking, the boss goes, Well, gotta go and he said something he said something that he was like well i don't want to be cooped up all day here and get cabin fever and i was like okay he doesn't want to get cabin fever oh i missed that okay i was like okay that's what this is he's the that mel mm-hmm. aka alan oh like they're trapped there he's somehow? gonna be trapped okay or i i wrote clicked Okay. Like it was a clicked scenario, which is that Adam Sandler movie where sure. time moves faster outside because the moment the boss leaves, a little kid is at the door who asks for his dad, who's Alan. Would you describe him as a little kid or would you describe him as Time Magazine's most precocious boy of 1984? Time Magazine's most precocious boy of 1984 walks in and goes, Excuse me, sir, is Alan Coombs here? It's like vaudeville when this kid comes in. Oh, and he is wearing a a, a shirt that says Super Kid. What? Oh, my God. No, Grandma, this isn't a nice shirt. It's it's almost what I wanted. <laughs> well, I guess Super Kid is something. Yeah, I guess when Superman was little. Yeah, okay. 
And then I, I wrote down the words, once that kid walks in and goes to, goes to Mel. Mm-hmm. Now, you have to understand, when you see Mel, a.k.a. Alan, he looks like a grandfather. Mm-hmm. He does not look like a dad. And I wrote, wait, old dad? <laughs> that could just be the name of the episode, old dad. Wait, old dad? <laughs> So this kid says, hi, I'm Jerry. Which is a weird name for a little kid. Way, yeah. Well, I my cousin was Jeremiah. Okay. But we called him Jerry. Okay. But the way he says Jerry. I'm Jerry. He was like, it was seinfeld He's like goofy. He's really odd. Yeah. And he smiles at weird times. I don't like this kid. I do not. This precocious kid is a creep. So this kid walks in. I'm like, okay, this kid is the devil. Okay, so that's what you went for. Yeah, that's my prediction. I went. Well, the thing that made me think that he wasn't the devil, because that's a that's that's an instant leap in most of the tales from the dark side. It's like, oh, well, he's the devil, right? Right. Is that Mel didn't know him. Mm hmm. That's why I was with I was with clicked for because I wrote that down at a minute 30 into the episode. Mm-hmm. The minute I saw this kid, I was like, this is a click scenario where his time in the office goes faster than it does in the outside world. Time in the office goes faster because he's been working so hard. Like the oh. boss set it up like he's been working so hard. Sure. That there's the t- a time warp, the cabin fever thing. So almost like work is aging him. So it would almost make sense that he's very old in and the office, but the, has this young, this young weirdo outside. Exactly. Okay. So right. that's what I was going for. All right. That was not the case. Nope. Nope. So Jerry's in there. He's he's talking to this kid. He's talking to Mel as though he's his son. Right. And Mel is is confused. Super confused. And he's like, I'm going to, he, he actually does the thing that you would have done. He takes the kid to the police station. Right. Right. Which makes sense. So then he, uh, he goes You don't home. see that part. So you that's don't see kinda, that part. That's kind of the end of act one. Mm-hmm. Where he's like, oh, I'm going to take this kid to the police station. Right. It's kind of the end of act one. Act two lights up. He's at home. His wife is having the most intense conversation on the telephone I have ever seen. Also, very long pauses. <laughs> she is chewing the scenery yeah. in this. If you imagine the other side of that conversation. Hello, ma'am. This is the police. The police? <laughs> we're, we're calling because your husband was here earlier. My, My husband? husband? <laughs> she. So she looks. I can't remember which actress from the 80s she looks like, but she looks like Alf's mom. Yeah, that's like a good, she, yep. She has a real, like, just 80s house mom look to her. Kind of Very like, last minute at home haircut. Exactly. Kind of like a Ogilvy home mm-hmm. look. And she, the weird thing is the staging on this is a fucking mess. Yes. Because he walks in the front door. She's in the kitchen? I guess. And she waves like he can see her, but why would he yell out to her if he can see her 10 feet in front of him? Right. Just weird. I got the sense because she is a a long, clearly a long-suffering 
abused housewife. She's yeah. put up with lots of so so uh <laughs> Mel has has a history of being a terrible, terrible alcoholic. This comes out in, comes out throughout the in this scene in, this in, partic- scene. Yeah. in particular. So maybe that's just her defensive sort of, you know, she right. hears his voice and she just sort of quakes a little bit. Right. The other thing that happens that astounds me is that his other son, Peter, comes down the stairs and he's the cool kid from Parker Lewis Can't Lose. I also wrote he played the brother in Just One of the Guys <laughs> and he wore the exact same cutoff denim vest and neckerchief, which leads me to believe that this actor dresses himself on all of his jobs. <laughs> he's like, I won't take it unless I can wear this sweet cutoff <laughs> denim jacket. Uh, he looks like a kid when he got here. That's fine. So the strange thing, you know, this episode obviously being strange and this being a show about strange things, everybody knows who Jerry is except Alan, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Mel the Cook on Alice. Right. So so it's it's... People are suspecting, his family is suspecting, he doesn't know who Jerry is. He's back on the He's sauce. He's back on the sauce. And and mom, long-suffering mom, for a while is trying to act like nothing is happening with the weirdest dinner in the world. So she just <laughs> sits Petey down and there's a potato casserole and no mushrooms in the salad. I know you don't like mushrooms in the salad, so sit down and eat because this is a normal house and everything's fine. She says, this is a normal house. So there is nothing normal going on. Mm-mm. The first it starts when Jerry re-enters the picture. The way that she says the doorbell rings, and the way that this mother says "I'll get it," is the most passioned, like <gasps> response yeah. I've ever. It's like "I'll get it." Just she's used to throwing out that sentence while a dish is hitting her head. Yes. Yeah. And and she says the words, "Is it starting again?" Yeah, there's a lot of, is it starting again? Not anymore. It was this way in Circleville. And then, yes. Oh, God. She names the most. It was like this in Wrigleyville, in, in Boston. In Basic Town, in, in Normalsburg. <laughs> the thing that just astounded me is, Jerry, how old would you think this kid Jerry is? Uh, Eight. I would put him in eight, eight to ten. Okay. Why the fuck is she cutting his food? It's weird. It's so weird. I made the lamb chops for you. I made them. I cooked well them. Well done. Well just done. Just like you like them. them. Come on. Give them a try. Who is this? So she, weird. She just needs something to do with her hands while she's panicking. But once you come to the realization. There is a gun taped under that table. <laughs> and she is constantly calculating. When is it time to pull out? Be- <laughs> No, because I cracked this episode wide open. Okay. Once you realize what the twist is, talking to you and going back, mm-hmm. we'll revisit this okay. in just a, right. a second. Okay. So at this point, I'm like, is Alan dead? Okay. That was my second guess. So my okay. first guess was cabin fever. My second guess at like the 12 minute mark is, is Alan dead? But then would the rest of his family be dead? Because the rest, everybody can see him. I don't, that's why well, I was like, is he dead? Is Jerry dead? Okay. Is it, what's going on? Yeah. And then when he, because he enters Petey's room. Right. Is that definitely Petey's room? Why would well, he enter Jerry's room thinking, well, I mean, we don't know. Right. That, that we don't know. Right. But, so he enters a room. The, a kid's room, which has an amazing light, 
Did you see? It was on the wall. It was like wall art, and there was. It looked like a pinball. Oh machine yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I was like, yeah. Petey's light is awesome. Is what I yeah. wrote down. So he goes to the bed to wake up Pete to talk to Petey, and be like, "Hey, what's going on with your brother?" Right. <laughs> like, am I imagining this? What the fuck is going yeah. on here? When she when when he stirs Pete, Jerry turns around. It's, and it truly, I'm Jerry, Dad. Good it, night. And, and what should be terrifying, that should be a very frightening reveal, with this kid, it's so ludicrous. I thought. I did not find that scary. I found it to be the most terrifying part of the episode. Okay. And it was hardly terrifying. Okay. It's, it's the most like, oh, no. The thing that I found scary about the episode, I think the thing that would have scared me as a kid, is the idea of your parent forgetting you. Oh, that would freak me out. That would be terrifying. Yeah. I agree. That would be really, really bad. That Because I was thinking this is a dumb episode and I wouldn't have cared about it. But just right. that idea. That idea alone could keep you up. Yep. All right. So we go. So that's the end of Act 2. Yeah. Lights up Act 3. He's back at the office. Well, he comes he down. Comes he comes downstairs. downstairs. You're right. He comes now downstairs. Now he's got. Now he's got three days of stubble. He's it, got a dirty suit. Yeah, they do not tell you how much time that has gone by. I just wrote rough night. <laughs> and then he has this moment where he sits down at the table, and Jerry is sitting there. He's eating a bowl of cereal, and he just glares at Jerry, and he pulls his cereal bowl away from him. <laughs> Mel is having none of this. He is so pissed. And he's asking the kid, like, you know, what his birthday is and what school he goes to. And and this kid is like, ah, I'm just down the street, Dad. Mm-hmm. I'm this, I'm that, I'm this other thing. So then he goes back to right, work. Right, And his boss is like, you haven't been here in three days? Yeah. Is it three or is it like... I don't even It's remember. like it's a two or three days. He says you're in no shape to work on a deal. While he's like, uh, I'm, I'm I'm fine. I just lost a little time at home because I have a new son that's not my son. Um wife calls, she's packing up and leaving. Yes. Okay. Which is very, very weird. Again. Y- yeah, they can't take it anymore. So at this point, I write down what the twist is. Oh. The kid's addiction. Okay. So that's the kid, my, yeah. That's my that's my guess as to what what Jerry actually is. I think you're I think you're right. I think ultimately He's, like the way the writer was going for this, I think you're right. I think the kid is, is his the, addiction, the physical manifestation, manifestation of, his addiction. of his addiction. But then why does the family see him and he doesn't? Oh. This is this was the turn. What think of what what Petey does with it is just acknowledge that it's there. Uh huh. What the mother does with it is she enables it. Oh, she's cutting up. She's cutting up alcoholism's meat. Right. Yeah. She's she's feeding the fire. Okay. Yep. Oh, that's interesting. That was my take on it. Okay. That was me cracking this episode yeah. wide open. And then Mel just pretends it doesn't exist. Right. He doesn't he doesn't pretend it doesn't exist to him. He he really doesn't see it. Exactly. Okay. But everybody else sees it. Okay. Now we we'll keep going, 
So, he, so did he have that drink that his boss gave him? And did that put him back into alcoholism? Was he always drunk? Where did he... Because when we see him at the beginning of the episode, he really seems like he's on top of it. He seems like he's doing fine. He seems fine. like he's fine. Yeah. He seems like he's fine. Well, we'll, we'll I think we'll get there and I think okay. we could figure it out together. Okay. So what happens after the phone call at the office that's basically like, I'm leaving you, mm-hmm. is he runs home, he goes to Jerry's room, and he says, Jerry isn't real, Jerry isn't real, Jerry isn't, finds a bottle. Right. So the house is very weirdly packed up. Right. Like, they left a lot of shit. <laughs> this family had money to blow. <laughs> she packed up knickknacks off the shelf, but like, Left the furniture. Totally left the furniture. Jer- all of almost all of Jerry's shit is still there. Oh, completely. She just took a suitcase and left. Yeah, went to her sister's in, in Circleville. Yep, exactly. But that—that's again when when I was like, okay, the kid is addiction. Okay, because he was like, Jerry is. He finds the yeah. bottle. It's interesting. So he finds that bottle of what looks like schnapps or something in Jerry's drawer, right? right? I mean, he finds... Yeah, exactly. It is the bottle that they give to all hobos right, in, right. in Hollywood. Right. Like, so... You want to be a hobo in this picture? Here you go, kid. But so he passes out. But then when he wakes up, he's got a different liquor bottle. I thought so, too. Yeah. So is it a bad cut? Because then when they cut away again... When he opens it again to take, he goes waste not want not, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah. Take, Is it back to the same? It's back to the guy at the beginning. Okay. Who says waste not want not? Right, right. Which is really interesting. Right. Not, I mean, not really, but. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it brings it full circle. So it brings it full circle, and then he passes out, and it fades away, and it goes back to the office. Why does it need to go back? This is the part where I'm like, okay, with this, I don't know that we needed this little epilogue. Ooh, I think this epilogue, I thought this epilogue was totally necessary. Okay, all right, will you explain it? All right, so what happens is we go back to the office, and now there's another guy, we don't know his name, we'll call him Tom. Mm -hmm. And Tom is on the phone saying, business, 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 business. Business, business, business. Well, Mrs. Business, well, business is business. Okay, thank you. Once again, the same boss comes over. Congratulations, you've been doing great over here. Drink. Drink, we go through the exact same scenario as the the top of the episode with Mel. Yep, he refuses the drink. This time, to save time, he pours the, the boss pours the drinks together and shoots it all as one. Thank right. God. Waste not, want not. He leaves, and guess who comes in? It's Jerry. And now his dad is this guy. This other guy, this Roger, whoever. I thought it was, for this show, the perfect sting. Okay. Because if you think that, if you treat the kid as addiction, this place, this job is some kind of needful things place for addiction. I don't know what to do with that. Okay, so like the boss is like a devil or the devil? Uh, Yeah, some kind of Faustian deal type person. Okay. That's how I took it. Okay. I was I was seeing the workplace as, as unconnected, maybe something that was, was triggering. Maybe that drink was triggering. But, mm-hmm. um, oh, that's interesting. All right. Yeah, I figure I put it as 
the that job is the place that you can't escape. Okay. That, you know. What would you uh, what would you call this episode? Mike? I called it Cheers. <laughs> I called it Waste Not Want Not. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. We have we have we have a lot of on the nose. Yep. Yep. A lot of this show is on the nose. There is little subtlety in it. Mm-hmm. Like this, honestly, of all the episodes that I remember, mm-hmm. there's a lot more subtlety in this to actually treat a kid as addiction. Yeah. Is a, is a big stretch. Did you think the kid was addiction? I mean, don't just, you know, like, um, don't just agree with me. Okay. Um, I, I didn't really until we, I mean, I, I thought maybe that was it, but I, just the logistics of it. It's like... If if no one else saw him, mm-hmm. that was the weirdest part. Is that other people saw him, which is why yeah. I was like, "It's the enablement thing." But the way, yeah, the, I did not consider the way he was treated by the rest of the family. Mm-hmm. Which, if he is addiction, then, then that does make sense. Yeah, yeah. But the 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 weird thing is that he's the physical manifestation of the addiction until the dad gets the bottle back into his hand. And then the kid's gone. Okay. And now the family's gone. And he's alone drinking. Waste not, want not. That's interesting. So, what the fuck are they going for with waste not, want not? Right. Do you think... So if this is a Needful Things organization... <laughs> okay. Needful Things LLC. Yes. If this is Needful Things Realty, do you think there are like thousands of Jerry's... I, ooh. Because even though Jerry is the manifestation of addiction, Jerry's still going to be with the rest of the family members in theory, right? You would think, right? Yeah. But. Then there could be like thousands of Jerry's. Oh, boy. I'm I'm like really thinking about this now. (laughs) I don't. For the purpose of it, I don't, like, they wrote themselves into a corner with that. Sure. Because there's really nowhere for the Jerry character to go. Right. Once Alan, a.k.a. Mel the Cook on Alice, goes back to drinking. Right. He disappears. Yeah. To reappears. I think there's one Jerry. Okay. I think Jerry disappears once he re re because that's the thing. Oh boy, uh, this episode is exhausting. This episode is is a, well. I'm looking up like what waste not want not. Uh, if you use a commodity or resource carefully and without extravagance, you will never be in need. Is the definition of waste not want not? Hmm. Well, that doesn't help me that doesn't help me either i'm i've never thought this much about a piece of shit television <laughs> show. but uh, uh if jerry is alcoholism okay the family would see alcoholism but when even when the dad dried out right Alcoholism would be part of the their... The specter l- of it will always be will there. Always the worry there. of... Right. Will always be there. The, the mother, you know, and wife 
placating it and treating it like it's a baby. Mm-hmm. I think that's more directed at him, like the the care that she tried to take care of with him. Right. But it just physically manifested himself itself in Jerry. The denial that he has. The only one who seems to have anything going on is Pete. Yeah. Like, Pete got the fuck out of there. It's the right thing to do. He tied on that neckerchief. Yeah. Well, he's like, dude, you know that it exists. Mm-hmm. You know that Jerry's real. Yeah. You know, so like, but I think like, so to answer the second part of that question is when Mel, aka Alan, drinks, does Jerry disappear? The answer to me would be yes and no. Yes, because we don't need a physical manifestation anymore because Alan's a drunk again. Okay. No, because why would two people know say that there's a kid in the room that's not there? Did Jerry have a room? Like Ooh. a bedroom? Because because Alan walked into Petey's room, or what we thought was Petey's room. Right. And then Jerry was in there. Right. So so did 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 Jerry not even have a bedroom because he wasn't a real a real boy? I don't know. I never intended to think about this this hard. This is one of the most confusing episodes of the series. <laughs> would it have scared you as a kid? No, I think it would have confused me as a okay. kid. I, th- I think you're right with the idea of your parents forgetting you mm-hmm. being the most scary part of it. Mm-hmm. But it was not a scary episode. No. Not even not even close. No, not a thrill for, or chill to be had. Right. For what was ostensibly the first episode of the series. If it had been a year. I can't believe this is like episode eight. Yeah, this is you bury this one. This is a um, the only reason I think they led with it is because Vic Tayback is recognizable. I guess. But sweet Jesus, it's a bad episode. No, it's not a good episode. Yeah. Like like we've given it more due. We gave it. It hasn't been thought of this much. Yeah. Since it was written. Yeah. And even then. <laughs> I don't know. The fucking kid disappears. <laughs> yeah. Come on. I got to turn this in. <laughs> I got 24 more of these to write. <laughs> I owe Ellery Queen 800 words. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, and then Jerry walks in. And, and then there's another guy. And, and now it's says, Jerry again. And he says, uh, where's my dad? Uh, except that this is a new dad. Ha ha ha. Twist. We're in hell. Twist. <laughs> twist. You're in hell. <laughs> that is unfortunately the twist to a lot of Tales from the Yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> which will which will become a new feature. Does this episode take place yeah. in hell? <laughs> 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 The show could just be called Tales from Hell. Uh, is the dark side just hell? I guess. I mean, it's not as brightly lit. That is true. It's not as brightly lit. Uh, is there any features, Jen, that we missed? I don't think so, because this didn't really have a lot of horror stuff in there. So we can't nope. really talk about, you know, things that it could have been inspired by or any horror tropes, anything like that. This feels like a less thought out Twilight Zone episode. Yes. This this definitely wants to be that twist of fate theater, but 
but it is not it does not deliver yeah i i think they need the sting at the end to be like what yeah i think it adds more to the confusion than it actually solves all right out of 10 how many jerry's do you give this episode (laughs) i give it three Ooh, three jerry's all right yeah no i I think i give it like i'm gonna give it four jerry's i was gonna give it four but I, i thought about it yeah, three, three and a half. Yeah, Jerry's. That's that. Yeah, because you're just gonna if you're sitting down to be entertained, you just would leave confused. Yeah, I, I wasn't, I wasn't disappointed with the episode. I was just kind of like, meh. Mm-hmm. Well, that happened. Mm-hmm. So, would you recommend this? Probably no, not. I would no, say this is skip, not one of the best. This is, of. this is absolutely skippable. Okay. This is absolutely skippable. You? No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> For sure. For sure. All right. Uh, Anything else, Maddie? I don't think so. Um, Do you want to talk about how uh, people can get in contact with you if you'd like to? No. Get in contact with the show. Uh, Get in contact with the show. Once we decide what our hashtags are. Listen to the next episode or two to find out what our hashtags and email and theme music and and all all sorts sorts of of things. That'll be so good. It's going to be a real professional organization. Until then, question marks, but not as brightly lit. (laughs) Stay away from the windows. I need to talk to you about your son. He keeps lurking outside. Oh, Jerry? (laughs) Thanks, guys. See you on the next episode of Transmissions from the Dark Side. Bye. Transmissions from the Dark Side is created, hosted, and produced by Jen Hansen and Matt Noss. Edited by Matt Noss and hosted by Go Comedy Media. Our theme music was composed and performed by Slasher Dave. You can find him on Bellyache Records. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr at T from the Dark Side and on Twitter at TFTDSPod. Email us at T from the Dark Side at gmail.com. Until next time, try to enjoy the daylight. Bonus clip. Bonus clip. I forgot to mention something. Okay. Okay, I said there would be a prediction. Oh, yeah. So at the end on Alan's bed, he it kind of fades out back to it. Yeah. I'm going to say that all of the tales from the dark side... Or a fever dream from Alan. What if all of the things in the room are like like Kaiser Sose, like tied into episodes? <laughs> so it's like the mask from Trick or Treat is in the room and the the jar with the soul from the next episode is in the room and just like weird, like, you know, that's a toy for the six million dollar man or whatever. The other thing that we completely forgot to mention is that when he finds the bottle of liquor... He is going through a dresser drawer that is filled with t-shirts that say Jerry. That's right! That's right, I forgot! How could we forget that part? (laughs) That he's like, ah, Jerry. And it sounds like Jerry's shirt. Yeah. so fucking weird. Yeah. Jerry's shirt. Jerry's shirt.
Jerry shirt. Bottle of booze. Uh, I think that is symbolism for alcohol shirt. Alcohol shirt. Alcohol shirt. When you dig deep enough, Mm -hmm. you find the real problem. Booze. Which is booze. Which is booze in this episode. Yeah. Ah, we cracked it wide open. Yep. All right. See you next episode. Bye.